Good morning, everybody. Hope you got your big old cups of coffee. That way we can get in and talk about 10 of the trending crypto articles today. As always, everything we're talking about is down in the description below if you want to check out the articles. So without further ado, let's hop on in. Uh, TikTok and Dogecoin, I'm sure you guys have probably seen something about this floating around. Uh, it triggered a 100% rally. What? And now Justin's son wants in. I don't think he's being serious, but let's stick into things. So, <laughs> Dogecoin has jumped from less than a quarter of a penny all the way up to over half of a penny. Uh, as of July 7th, I think it's trending around like, you know, right around a half penny still, but on the lower end of the spectrum. Um, you know, this isn't about Dogecoin's price performance at all. It's about the Dogecoin TikTok challenge. Uh, the premise of this challenge is to get everyone on TikTok to buy some Doge, thus increasing the price of the cryptocurrency by hundreds, maybe thousands of percent. Um, the hashtag for this challenge has hundreds of thousands of views. Uh, it, was, it has spurred YouTuber Jake Paul, Bloomberg, Barstool, Sports, Dave Portney, GameStar, Gizmodo, and many other entities with large audiences to talk about Dogecoin as well. If it's trending, we got to talk about it. Hence why I'm talking about it here. You really can't get away from it. Um, it's a level of popularity this coin has not seen since like 2017-2018. So Justin Sun actually tweeted out on <laughs> about a day ago, starting today we will focus more on TikTok contest. Stay tuned for hashtag Tron videos going viral. Hashtag TRX at TikTok underscore US. So yeah, he says he's going to try to get Tron in on the game, you know, Tron's seen an influx of popularity, um, and it could with the right TikTok trends and the right campaigns, but the effects of the social media platform on Dogecoin may be a one-time thing. I think it might be a one-time one thing, personally. Um, it's just insane to me that um, <laughs> it happened at all. Um, you know, Dogecoin is a large circulating supply, so some would say it's hard to pump, but a good chunk of Doge is dormant or lost and ask orders on most exchanges are kind of thin, so the actual liquid, liquid market cap is significantly lower for the coin, uh, according to some. You know, Doge has a culture that invites these weird challenges, and TikTok has a very odd culture. I don't understand it, but I guess I'm just getting old. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I had to talk about it. Oh, my goodness. Um, all I can say is... Best of luck, Dogecoin. Best of luck, Justin's son. Let's move on to something a little bit more serious. All right, so Binance just listed the Synthetics token. It's actually up over 230% in a month. Nice. All I can say about that. If you are living under a rock, Synthetics allows users to bet on cryptocurrency, stocks, currencies, precious metals, and other assets in the form of ERC-20 tokens. The system uses two types, the main Synthetics Network token, SNX, and Synthetic Assets called Synths. Someone likes Fallout 4. Um, currently, Synthetics is one of the largest DeFi protocols on Ethereum. It's got a total USD value locked in to about $395 million, according to DeFi Pulse. Um, as we all know, DeFi is booming, um, mostly on Ethereum. I think Ethereum had like $10 billion worth of 
DeFi transactions last quarter. Um, might be misquoting that, so don't dig into me too much. But synthetic, since June 9th, it went from 90 cents to about $3.10 at the time that they wrote this article. So got to keep an eye on it. Got to keep an eye on all these DeFi products. And I'll be honest, I keep going back and forth. Should I invest? Should I not? Is this a fad? Is this going to grow? As always, cryptocurrencies are speculative assets. Do your own research. Don't trust me. Um, but now that it's on Binance, that makes it that much easier for me to buy in. Compound, eh, you know, you can buy fractions of a coin on Coinbase, but hundred and some bucks is quite a bit. Uh, similar token that does similar things eh, for well, 310. That's a little more feasible for some people. So it's definitely a coin to watch. Definitely something to keep an eye on. So yeah, let's jump over and uh, talk about Kyber. So they're jumping into the DeFi game and they got 18 million on day one of Ethereum staking rewards. So they launched their long-awaited Catalyst upgrade alongside its new Kyber DAO. And less than 24 hours later, millions had already been staked. It's pretty insane how much had been staked, quite honestly. Um, so Catalyst, it's bringing about more affordable token swaps and customizable fees for their liquidity partners. So it's the moment all you Kyber fans and yield farmers have been waiting for. So it's got the fully on-chain liquidity. Oh, it launched the first stage of this Catalyst upgrade alongside Kyber DAO on Tuesday, which enabled token staking and governance voting that generate Ethereum rewards, not Kyber rewards, Ethereum rewards is pretty interesting it's definitely a, a different play on things and it could actually lead to increased prices for kyber because people will buy it up as a cheap way to get themselves some ethereum um so yeah pretty interesting so staking on kyber dow allows you know knc holders to vote directly or delegate their votes to reputable members of the community making decisions about protocol level changes like the amount of network fees that will be distributed as staking rewards or saved to facilitate more efficient price discovery for assets on the network uh, currently 65 percent of network fees are set to be distributed to those who have staked tokens uh, kyber network token prices it's increased about 800 percent this year it's, um, I believe it's all-time high, buck eighty-four on the third. Uh, it's dropped off a little bit, but nothing too crazy. But unlike, you know, Compound and Balancer, uh, Kyber Network did not see a sharp spike in value following the release of the Catalyst upgrade. Um, and while that might be cause for some concern, uh, this upgrade they've been talking about it for months. I know we've talked about it on this channel like three or four times at the very least. Um, but it does bring about a number of changes to things and it's going to be pretty interesting so catalyst upgrade it's affecting a lot in the nuts and bolts of the kyber network protocol lower fees for users ability to set custom swap fees for liquidity providers and kyber's in the process of preparing the kyber improvement proposal framework for knc users to submit review and discuss proposals similar to compounds executive vote system pretty interesting so they're getting ready. Um, all these proposals become available starting with Epoch 1, which is scheduled to begin <sighs> July 14th. Oh, amazing times we live in. Uh, allocated network fees generated during Epoch 0 will be used to burn KNC tokens to reduce the overall supply and hopefully drive price growth. So kyber is definitely another one to watch oh man there's just so many coins that are doing some interesting and exciting things right now that honestly i don't know 
which ones to watch and which ones to invest in. So if any, again, any suggestions, just let me know. But hey, let's jump over. Cardano Foundation put out this warning. And I felt like it's something that should definitely be mentioned here. Um, they're warning that a suspicious firm is trying to rake in investments by claiming contact with the foundation. Uh, so yeah, the Cardano Foundation, which is the organization behind Cardano, um, came out and stated that someone claiming to be from or contracted by the Caribbean crypto exchange, BTC Next, professes to personally know the Cardano core members as a way to reassure them that investments will be safe. It's unclear whether the claimants are actually connected to BTC Next in any way. Um, they didn't answer Cointelegraph's request for comment on this one. So neither Cardano Foundation nor any of its ecosystem partners are in any way associated with BTC Next. They are not our partners of any sort. So they put out this official warning to make sure people beware of any suspicious claims and conduct through due diligence. They also urge individuals to refrain from sending data to third parties that claim partnership with its team. And they said, we will never ask you to send your funds to us. This is something to watch because obviously the irreversible nature of crypto transactions make them a popular choice for scammers. Because in a traditional system, a fraudster would have to take extra care to avoid transaction reversals or bank account bans. So definitely, definitely, definitely keep an eye on things. Never send your money to any address that promises you more. I really don't know what else I can say about that. Just keep an eye out on things. Uh, we're going to start seeing a lot, a lot more of these, particularly on the DeFi networks and these altcoins that are experiencing big booms. Um, during a bull run or any big rush like I think we're getting into right now, it gets nuts. It gets crazy. And that is when the scammers strike because they hit you when you're confused, when you're turned around, when you're busy, and that's how they get you. So keep an eye out on things and be careful, everybody. All right, let's hop over here and talk about Brave and Bitflyer. So they're partnering with Brave to develop a new crypto wallet. Um, yeah, and they're trying to explore the growing Japanese market with. Uh, it's kind of interesting. So let's get into things. Uh, Bitflyer is the biggest crypto exchange in Japan in terms of trading volume. Um, they announced the partnership. Uh, they're going to be developing a crypto asset wallet for Brave browser users. Eh, hope they get a U.S. version of it. I'm just saying. Um, no further details have been made available. But currently, Japanese users of the Brave browser are rewarded with basic attention token points due to regulations that prevent them from earning the cryptocurrency BAT or trading their points for money on exchanges. So I'm, I found that very interesting. I'm not exactly sure what they do with those points. I'm assuming it's like Reddit karma. They're just there. <laughs> um, so the announcement is likely to fool speculation that the new crypto wallet could pave the way for Japanese users to earn BAT instead of BAP or somehow convert between the two, which would be nice for them. Um, I think personally they should be allowed to, but regulations being what they are, Japan's a weird one, as we all know. Um, so Brave is becoming increasingly popular in Japan. Uh, last month, Brave partnered with uh, BTS. <laughs> it's a Korean pop group. Don't, don't get me started. And Rush Gaming, a Japanese esports team to develop browsers exclusively for users in Japan. In the case of Rush, users of the limited edition browser can earn BAP by watching ads. The BAP can be used to support Rush Gaming's esports team. 
pretty interesting. Uh, recently, several Japanese crypto exchanges, including Bitflyer, announced the trading of BAT. So BAT's definitely, uh, they're doing some things, partnership with all this stuff. Brave partnering up with uh, Bitflyer is pretty cool. Um, I do own some BAT, not trying to shill it in any way, shape, or form. It's a decent project. It's an okay idea. It doesn't excite me, but it doesn't bore me. Uh, and this partnership is good. I think um, Brave could really use a native wallet integrated with it. Just having a bat is nice, but having options for a bit more would be pretty cool. So just like that, we are halfway there. All right. All right, let's hop over and talk about the new Bitcoin Rush Mining Edition. So fresh investments into mining equipment by smaller companies are signaling a pretty optimistic outlook for the future of Bitcoin. So yeah, I don't know if you know this, but uh, there's a United States-based blockchain firm called Core Scientific. They bought over 17,000 the latest Bitcoin mining ASIC machines from the Chinese hardware producer Bitmain. Uh, the news made waves in the interest industry as the largest known order of Antminer S19s by a single operator. I believe those Antminers are going for like 1800 a pop. Granted, when you're buying 17,000 of them at a time, you get a bit of a bulk discount, but you know what I mean. So after the halving, which we're in, investments into cryptocurrency mining equipment by smaller industry participants suggest there's growing confidence in the sector, because even though the rewards have deducted in half, they are still operating and expanding. Uh, they seem to be playing a long game, which is good for the industry. They've got a good idea about it. So they spoke to Jason Dean, who's an analyst, and here's what he said about it. So mining is a business that is absolute in the key numbers. So it's simply a question of assessing profitability on an ongoing basis. While difficulty and hash rate are variable and closely related, we can assume that both will increase over time. If the Bitcoin price rises significantly, we can also be quite confident that they will rise much faster. It all comes down to cost and protecting position. If you can secure power that ensures your break even is very low, say 6,000 or less per Bitcoin, then you have good insurance against whatever comes next. Yeah, makes sense. Obviously, these guys are in to make money. When they produce these Bitcoins, they will probably save some because they want it to go up in the future, but they'll definitely be selling the bulk of what they make to pay for the operating costs and to buy 17,000 new machines, things like that. So yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, they're working on all these things. Uh, you know, Dean's not surprised by the value of the investments into this newest hardware. Um, even after the halving, and he suggested that some miners could operate profitably up until the next halving, which is due to take place in 2024. People are pretty bullish. People have, are pretty optimistic. People are thinking about good things. You know, the Grayscale Trust is buying <laughs> over the past like month or two has bought up three times the amount of Bitcoin that's been mined. Uh, we know now that there's a lot of large players that are getting into the game a lot earlier than we thought. Like everything seems to be lining up for an actual full frickin' run, and it is about time. Dear Lord. So, uh, Simon Peters, a market analyst for eToro, gave some insight into the recent surge of investments. 
Um, Peters believes the current situation of the market further incentivizes the operators to become efficient and plan ahead. He said, I doth quote, there is even greater evidence for miners to become more efficient. Miners must find ways to decrease overheads and stay profitable, even if it means investing greater capital at this moment to become more in efficient in the future. So basically everything this article is building up the idea that people are dumping money into Bitcoin mining right now because they believe in the next year two years, three years, their profits will be insane, as I know we are all hoping for ourselves. So this is good. It just further builds this argument that we're headed somewhere. I don't know how big of a run it's going to be. I don't know how crazy it's going to be. I don't even know when it's going to happen, but something is a brewing. I want to say coronavirus can't keep the market down as most of the world starts to shrug it off while my home country uh, dives further into the depths. We'll see where things go. So, got to talk about Ripple. Uh, some former Golden Sachs guy eh, predicts a 1,500% XRP rally. Uh, he is pretty uh, open about the fact that he's a Bitcoin and cryptocurrency beginner. Uh, his name's Will Mead. He was a former employee of the financial giant Goldman Sachs. Uh, if you're in the United States, you've probably heard of them before. They were one of the few firms to really make it out of the 28 collapse. Yeah, 2008 collapse. Sorry. So he says, I made my first crypto purchase this week. XRP Ripple. I know very little about crypto, but I believe a rising tide lifts all boats. So if Bitcoin goes back to its all-time highs, then XRP should, should as well. And that's a 15-bagger, 1500%. Okay, I don't think he's uh, American by birth because I do not recognize that, but well, I know. So they're going back and forth with this on performance of different cryptocurrencies. Um, one of XRP's biggest critics, Peter Brandt, he made a bullish prediction for the cryptocurrency in a tweet. Uh, he predicted a Bitcoin and Ethereum rally with a 0.032 target for the first cryptocurrency. In his prediction, a user asked, ironically, what the fate of XRP would be, and he simply answered, higher. Well, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, and he actually advised all his followers and investors to put at least 10% of their savings into Bitcoin. Um, he thinks investors shouldn't have faith in XRP and was critical of Ripple's scheduled token sales. A report by Weiss Crypto states that Bitcoin and Ethereum are both showing gains of more than 150% from the annual lows. Contrast, XRP is down about 20%. Yeah, um, XRP, I like it. I think it's going to do good things. I just, I have a hard time getting excited by it. And I don't have any any money in it, quite honestly. You guys, if you're listening and you, you've been around for a couple weeks now, you know what my favorite cryptos are. XRP really isn't one of them. I don't hate it. I wish it well but I'm not thinking it's going to moon to $10 like a lot of people did back in the day. Still, it'll be interesting to see if it proves me wrong. I'm perfectly fine with that. But uh, let's hop over and talk about Avanti. So it's a crypto bank. It's actually the first U.S.-based crypto bank. Uh, they appointed their first advisors, uh, this Christopher Allen guy, who's an internet cryptography pioneer. <laughs> a former Fed official, Katie Cox, and a blockchain architect, Bob McAllareth. Uh, so they've applied for a banking charter, and they want to serve as a regulated bridge between digital assets and traditional finance. And guess what? They will be based out of the beautiful state 
of Wyoming, which is quickly becoming one of the most crypto-friendly states, probably the most crypto-friendly state in the U.S. current at the moment. Um, I do not like their logo, the Avanti Financial Group. It is brown and gold. It kind of looks like UPS. I mean, not exactly, because you know, different wording, slightly different design, but just not a fan. So they expect to open for business in early 2021, and they've submitted its application for a bank charter on Wyoming's special purpose depository institution law, according to the announcements. So they definitely have some pretty lofty aims. They want to fully comply with all their applicable laws and regulations and all that fun stuff. So Alan, our pioneer in internet cryptography, he actually co-authored the TLS security standard, which is the cryptographic protocol that secures most of today's internet traffic. So he's not, not one to scoff at. Uh, Katie Cox has like 30 years of banking regulatory, banking regulatory experience, bleh, bleh, bleh. Um, which is pretty interesting. And McElrath, until recently, was the lead blockchain architect at Fidelity Digital Assets. So they got some, they got some oomph behind them. Uh, they, un they unveiled it earlier this year, and they aim to provide payment, custody, securities, and commodities activities for an institutional client base. Uh, they just went through a $5 million angel round led by the University of Wyoming Foundation, investment from venture capitalists, including Morgan Creek Digital and Blockchain Capital. So they're building their infrastructure, they're getting ready, and they um, want to establish Wyoming as the preeminent crypto-friendly space. So this Avanti group, it's first I'm really hearing about it. I know there's been mumblings around things before, but I never really got a name for it. This will definitely be something for all of us to watch because if they can successfully do this and kind of bridge that gap between, you know, the traditional sector and Bitcoin so we can start, you know, buying Bitcoin from them, um, I'd open up an account with them. I'd put some money in them. I, you know, I, I'm tired of Chase Bank not allowing my transactions through. <laughs> I'm tired of other banks balking, not just Chase, but other banks in general's balking. And it's very refreshing and I'm very hopeful for this company. I just wish they'd change their darn logo. But whatever, I'll move on because we gotta talk about Texas. Oh, good Lord, Texas. So Texas regulators uh, have successfully shut down the operations of an illegal cryptocurrency investment scheme or a multi-level marketing scheme. So they've shut down the activities of a South African multi-level marketing scheme involving cryptocurrency investments in the state. So Securities Commissioner Travis J. Isles said the company has duped investors into sending them Bitcoin, which would be supposedly transferred to an unidentified Forex brokers for automated trading using AI. The Mirror Trading International Party Limited recruited unregistered salespersons to lure investors to invest money on a return of 10% a month. That's a lot. Uh, these salespeople were supposed to promote the scheme and onboard new investors and multi-level marketers to earn their commissions. You know, apart from just a quick rich, quick get rich scheme in anything, its operator um, was accused, O Cornelius Johannes Johann Steinberg, of misrepresenting or concealing important information regarding the background of the owner, the forex broker, or the handling of its cryptocurrencies, and the artificial intelligence used for trading. Also, they lied about uh, how many people they had enrolled and all their accomplishments. 
So yeah, Isles named Forex and Bitcoin.com, Michael Coulson, Steve Hersig, and Brian Knott is four multi-level marketers involved in the scheme. He said that their actions were illegal according to laws that require the registration of securities and their sellers. All these type of things. So it uh, doesn't sound like they shut down the scheme. They just identified it and they're locking down the big players in the state of Texas. Uh, it's, these multi-level schemes and all this stuff are going to be challenging for exactly those reasons. They're based in South Africa. Texas does not have jurisdiction in South Africa last time I checked. So it's really hard to stamp things out at the source unless they are in the country that you are trying to stop them in. It's rough. We're probably going to see an increase in treaties between countries to help handle this because quite honestly, it's really inconvenient for all of us and them, and it allows a lot of people to lose a lot of money. So things like Interpol and things like that, I could see start taking a um, bigger role in the future, specifically to counteract frauds and schemes like this, especially if cryptocurrency grows into a multi-trillion dollar market cap, which don't worry, it will. Um, so yeah, let's round things out today, um, talk about Bitcoin uh, and the altcoin season, which according to Nicholas Merton is on us. He is actually really bullish on iExec, RLC, Chainlink, Cosmos, and Ren. Uh, he thinks Cardano is heading for a pullback after sustaining this huge rally. Um, I agree with him. Cardano was amazing. I love it. I'm super excited about its future. But it made it to like almost 14 cents after being at like 8 cents for a few weeks. It's definitely going to get some pullback. I think it's around 12 cents right now. That's fine. It needs to rest, consolidate, pull back a little bit. So that way it can leg up in a few days. But, you know, he's saying, you know, Meriton believes in the short term they need we need to start seeing some of the large caps move like Ethereum, Litecoin, some of the larger, more established currencies to really solidify this breakout. But the data he's looking at is that there's a breakout and momentum is building up. We've been talking about it for the last few weeks and for it to con continue climbing, we're gonna need Ethereum, Litecoin, and the more established cryptocurrencies to, to start moving as well. But he's incredibly bullish on the market as a whole. So just a little feel-good moment for you to round out the day. So that will do it for the top 10 trending articles in the crypto space. If you're still here, please subscribe. Check down in the description for any articles you want to read yourself or do a bit more of your own research on. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Market-wise, it is pretty quiet today. Uh, XRP is up almost 5%, so good for them. Uh, Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin SV, pretty meh. Bitcoin and Ethereum both up by less than a percent. Cardano's still kicking around at number seven, down 3.36%, about 12.2 cents. Like I said, not nothing to worry about. Litecoin's up by percent, Binance down, crypto.com coin up. EOS and Chainlink still kicking around there. Tron, oh, 1.8 cents, good for them, up 5%. Stellar's uh, Moonin up 19%. Pretty nuts. I'm trying to see anything else. Dogecoin still kicking up around 20%. Good for them. 4.5 cents. Uh, Compound is pretty flat. We'll, I'll be interested to see what that, that
that does. But that'll do it for today. I will see y'all tomorrow for another episode. Uh, stay safe out there and enjoy the day.